Greetings, Blazer Nation, and welcome to the UAB Collab Fan Podcast, your premier bi-monthly podcast for information on finance, accounting, and money. Brought to you by the Collab School of Business's UAB Department of Accounting and Finance and the Readings Institute for Financial Education. So, without further ado, welcome to today's episode. And greetings, Blazer Nation. Uh, welcome back to yet another episode of the Collat Fam podcast. And I am your host, Savante Metcalf, instructor of finance here at the accounting and finance part department here at the Collat School of Business. And so uh, today, in keeping with our ongoing theme uh, for this semester, we have with us uh, Mr. Blake Gore. And Mr. Blake Gore is a leader in career management uh, with regard to his experience. Uh, he previously spent a decade uh, at Vanderbilt's uh, Owen Graduate School of Management, where he led them to a Wall Street Journal number one global ranking. Uh, his work with MBA Job Seekers has also helped yield top 25 rankings in both Business Week and U.S. News and World Report, as well as a, an A-plus rating for the Owen Career uh, Management Center. Uh, in addition to coaching and employer development, Blake has taught professional development courses and pioneered innovative online training programs as well. Uh, and he earned his BA and uh, Master's of Education in Counseling Education from the University of Mississippi. In addition, he also holds product development and design certificates from Northwestern University and the University of Virginia. Uh, prior to landing at Vanderbilt, uh, he also was a recruiter for uh, a top 10 uh, global search firm, and currently he is the founder and also uh, uh, CEO of Gore Consulting, uh, his current consulting firm. So without further ado, we now uh, would like to introduce Mr. Blake Gore, and we're so glad to have you with us today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Cervante. I'm excited to talk to you. Awesome. Well, look, Blake, the reason we were so excited to have you on the show is because uh, previously, a little over a year ago, uh, you were gracious enough to spend some time in talking with some of our Financial Management Association students. And so what we want to do is try to distill some of that into this podcast and, and, and give our audience an idea of some of the things that uh, they can expect and some of the things they may consider when pursuing uh either a major or a career in finance. The first thing I think we should start off with is with regard to financial management uh, and finance in general, there are so many different fields as far as corporate oversight, investment and portfolio management, wealth management, real estate, et cetera. And it can seem daunting for students to choose. So where would you recommend students start when considering finance or a career? That's a great question. I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head by, by saying start. Um, that was that was something that I never um, did when it, when it came to finance careers. Um, when I was an undergraduate, I didn't grow up around finance. Um, I basically knew nobody close to me 
um, was in that field. And when I thought about finance, I, I thought maybe about a, a loan officer to bank, if that was about the extent of my awareness of, of what people did in that space. Um, so I, I just thought it was just sort of beyond me and, and I pursued some other paths and it was fine. But um, I think there are a lot of people um, that shy away from finance um, because it does seem overwhelming or very foreign or um, perhaps too challenging. I mean, there are a variety of reasons why people would not dig a little bit deeper to, to really understand if that's a good fit. So I would say that my best advice would be to just give yourself permission um, to look into it more deeply and to understand that not all of us are going to come with much um, awareness of the space, um, but just start somewhere. And on a college campus, one of the best places to start is your career office. Um, there are oftentimes many more resources than, than people are aware of and people that care deeply about you making um, informed decisions about your future. Um, so that's a great first step. Um, these days, also, there's a tremendous amount of information on the Internet, um, obviously, and not just from third-party career experts, so to speak, um, but also uh, players in the finance industry. Um, companies have a vested interest in getting the word out about the types of jobs and, and job functions that they offer um, because the more they get that word out, the more likely they are to attract top talent that otherwise wouldn't consider those roles. So there are a lot of good resources that banks, for example, offer now that perhaps they didn't 10 or even 20 years ago. Um, so there's a lot out there. Um, another thing that, and this is, this goes with, uh, this is, seems like common sense, but it's uncommonly applied, and that is just simply talking to people that, that do this type of work. Um, you know, there, there's just so much that reading research can do for you. Um, you really need to speak to people who have actually done the work um, that can dig beyond the surface. But, but I do think that, that is, um, that's a step on down the road. I would start with, with reading research um, and break it, break this decision down into pieces. I think lots of times um, people look at that one big question of what do you want to be or what do you want to do? And that can be really intimidating. And, and even if you tell somebody, well, you know, I want to do finance. Well, that can mean a lot of different things. Um, so break it down into pieces. Um, think about different aspects of the of daily work that you want to be part of your um, work life. And, and choose which pieces are, are most important to you. So, for example, um, is it more important for you to be an expert in, in one particular thing um, and a trusted advisor to people that are interested in that? Or is it more important for you to, to have a variety of work and different challenges and, and have the challenge of getting up to speed quickly on um, you know, different industries? or challenges um, based on a particular project. Um, how important is travel for you? Um, do you like working independently or in groups? Um, there are just so many different angles to look at. Um, I would suggest breaking, breaking that big question down into those smaller questions 
Um, and then through your research, you're able to find what job functions, um, you know, those best fit uh, for those preferences. Wow. And that's something that I, I really appreciate you bringing out uh, because that was one of the things that really had our students' minds uh, turning uh, during your talk was basically where should I start and how should I evaluate myself and then uh, where to move forward. And I know that you mentioned earlier, it's, it's a great way, uh, a, a great way of discovery is to go out and speak to people and professionals that are actually engaged in these activities. And so uh, one thing I wanted to bring up is that uh, part of what we are trying to do is make our students aware of all of our various student organizations here in finance that afford uh, the opportunity for our students to interact and meet professionals such as yourself and also uh, various finance professionals in other parts of the industry. Um, and then, of course, we have our career services uh, fair that is just passed. And uh, that's something that uh, our career services office down here at Collat has worked extensively in trying to develop. So um, I can definitely see just from the standpoint of trying to make sure you know the folks on campus that can help you move towards that goal. I think that's a fantastic point. Um, so in that, uh, as an extension of that, uh, once a student starts identifying uh, a, a particular uh, type of finance or job or career or segment that they're interested in, uh, where should they go moving forward as far as uh, with their academic advisor? Um, are there some things that they can do uh, ahead of time or some sort of tools that they may utilize to help them sharpen their focus to start that planning in that path? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you you have to be strategic in the, in the choices that you make um, and your choice of, of classes and how you invest your summers and, and all of that. And I think sometimes we can kind of get in a, in a mode of thinking in college where it's just like, well, I just need to check these boxes to graduate. And, and you know, if I, if I graduate, then I've mission accomplished, you know, the job would be waiting for me. But that's not the case. I mean, we need to, to the best of our ability, we need to be thoughtful about you know, what knowledge sets, what specific skills um, are we acquiring, and how are they going to apply specifically to some of the roles that we might be interested in after school. So, uh, one of the one of the things that that I do with all of my clients, and I've done this for years, um, and this is one of the, the very first steps when we're working together is, is conduct what I call a gap analysis. And that is to take the core qualifications of the role that you are aspiring to and just boil those down and then be brutally honest with yourself. You know, how do I measure up to how I'm going to be evaluated, you know, in some cases in just a few months or a few years? Um, where am I strong? You know, if I'm strong in one of those qualifications and how would I back up that claim? What evidence do I have for that? If I'm not, then what are some specific steps that I can take between now and that time when I'm going to be evaluated to bridge that gap? And academics is, is a great example. Um, you know, what particular knowledge set, specific skills are they going to expect me to have and how do those align with my 
coursework. And sometimes those are very obvious in the course description or the, the, the course name, um, but sometimes they're not. And that's why I think it's important to, to get to know your advisor, to speak with your faculty members who can, who can go beyond the course title to tell you, okay, well, this is applicable to this job function or, you know, uh, you may assume that we're going to cover X in this class, but maybe you need to take this other course instead. Um, but it, the power of relationships, the importance of one-on-one -on -one communication with people who, who had a lot of exposure um, to these skills, to this industry, is just really, really, really important. And I would say that that's one of the things that, that I think correlates the most uh, with job search and internship success with students is their willingness to step outside of their comfort zone and have these conversations with people, whether they be inside of academia or people out there in the finance industry to just put themselves out there, you know, go into those conversations uh, informed right, and, and asking questions that, that we otherwise couldn't answer on our own through our research. Um, but developing those relationships and, and you just never know what can come from those in addition to just getting the questions that you wanted answered the power of relationships and the power of networking really is the core of finance job search and you know that is something that we greatly appreciate uh you bringing out as a point here because well i know our career services office would greatly appreciate that uh and the fact that we always want to encourage um our students and even our recent graduates to uh try to go out there and, and make those connections and and network uh within these student organizations within our faculty that also have those connections so uh I think that's some uh, sage advice that can really be taken to the next level. And so with that, um, as a student uh, may be progressing uh, and, and start to identify the landscape within finance as far as uh, what courses perhaps or maybe even a, a student organization or two, um, there's another uh, layer that uh, we wanted to uh, kind of discuss at this point, and that is uh, identifying that next step for students that may be considering uh, pursuing a graduate level education or some sort of certification. I guess the main question is, how do students decide if graduate school is the way to go? Or should they perhaps pursue a professional certification? Uh, because we have in the past talked about certifications such as the CFA on the show uh, or Masters in Finance, uh, the SIE exam. There are uh, all sorts of different uh, options out there. So I guess in your opinion, what's the best way for students uh, and prospective employees Employee, uh, employment candidates uh, to identify which one of those certifications or if grad school may be worth it? Right. I, I think the answer is it, it's different for every student. Um, and that's because, at least in my opinion, I think graduate school and certifications and, and all of those steps um, should be a should be an investment based on um, the expectations of the future hiring manager or the, the target industry. What do they expect me to have and how do I measure up? And if, if there are gaps 
and graduate school is the best way to fill that gap or certification is the best way to fill that gap, then, hey, go for it. Um, and, of course, there's there are other considerations, too. I mean, there's there's a wide range of, of price <laughs> when it comes to, to graduate education, too, and, and a lot of considerations um, when it comes to which is the right fit for you. But, but I'm a firm believer that graduate school isn't the right fit for everybody. And there are a lot of people walking around with graduate school debt um, that they really didn't have to take on to get the job that they wanted. So I do, it goes back to you know, your previous point about the importance of planning, um, planning and, and making decisions that make sense for you and make sense for your future employer. Um, you know, I think there perhaps may have been a time when more education always paid off. I don't think that we're there um, today. Um, more education can pay off for people if they need it. But if they don't need it, then it won't pay off, at least from an employment standpoint or salary standpoint. Um, so I would say um, for, let's say, a career track like investment banking, I think one of the best ways to, to break into that space is being um, focused and active very, very early. And the recruiting timeline in that space has moved up um, to freshman and sophomore year to kind of get your foot in the door into those internship experiences that then turn into full-time offers later down the road. Now, I have worked and, and did for 10 years um, with students who missed that train for whatever reason. Perhaps they didn't even know what investment banking was or didn't, you know, didn't know anything about finance until after graduation and then decided to come back to a one-year specialized master's program um, and then break into that analyst role after that one-year program. It was a bridge that they had to they had to jump on because they had missed that first boat. Um, then there are some other people that perhaps go out into industry and, and work a variety of jobs. I mean, I've, I've worked with students who w went out and were high school teachers, graduate school, um, or sorry, undergraduates that had graduated and gone out to, to be high school teachers or, um, you know, worked in uh, retail management or, or all sorts of careers that then came back after four or five years to get an MBA to transition into a financial services role. So there are different entry points. Um, but I, I do think for most people, the earlier that you do the work to see if this is a good fit for you, um, you know, the, the more success you're going to have in the process because you just get more swings at it. Wow. And so with that, I think that that really just encapsulates what students need to do and the, and the approach that is best for them um, with regard to their timeline. And so one other uh, closing question I'd like to ask and, and, and get your opinion on is, all the time we have uh, students, uh, especially in some of our intro to finance courses and that sort of thing, uh, that have an interest in learning more about personal finance. And then they start becoming more interested in the stock market and uh, perhaps looking at finance more closely, but then may pull back or something for some other uh, reason uh, other than personal interest. So. I would basically just ask, what would you say to those individuals that, that may be hesitating or uncertain that have this passion, personal passion for finance that might consider changing that into a career? What I would 
say, and, and I'm pretty confident in this, that there are very few people out there that really appreciate the breadth of finance career options. And I work in this space um, all the time and have spent a considerable amount of, of time and energy um, just understanding all of these different tracks. And I learn all the time of, of, of a little niche in finance that I didn't even know existed. Um, so what I would say is, uh, lots of times, especially when we're students, we just don't know what we don't know yet. Um, and, and it's, and it's okay. It's totally okay. Um, but the key here is to have a bias for action, have a bias for action. Don't just sit on that, but say, you know what, there's a lot that I don't know. I'm going to build a team of people around me that can help fill those gaps. And you know what? Finance may, in the end, might not be the right fit for me. But you know what? Considering that there are a lot of different options here that, that I'm pretty confident I'm not aware of, I'm going to do my due diligence, and I'm going to talk to some people, and I'm going to experience some of this firsthand, um, hopefully. And that's, that's, my, that's one of my biggest pieces of advice for, for students is to try this stuff out. You know, there's um, there's no rule that says, hey, to do an internship in something, you, you have to know that's what you want to do for the rest of your, of your life. Um, that's not the case at all. And it's not the case even with a full-time job. Most of us, our careers evolve over our lifespan, and that's fine. That's natural, and it's becoming more so all the time. Um, so there's not this heavy finality to this decision. It's all, career is a process so look at it like that and, and start developing those habits right now doing that due diligence talking to people building that support network and trying things out um and you may end up landing in finance and absolutely loving it wow wow and you know what i think that type of advice expands beyond finance and and, and it's just great advice that can be applicable uh, to most folks' life situations when they're trying to plan for that uh, inevitable future with regard to careers. So, look, uh, Mr. Blake Gore, we would love to thank you so much for joining us on the show uh, with that. And uh, definitely, it's just been a pleasure and a treat. Uh, and definitely, next time you're in the Birmingham area, Hopefully you'll stop in here by Colette and give some of our students a little extra encouragement. But in the meantime, we want to thank you so much, sir, uh, for joining us on the show today. That was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And best wishes to you and your students. And I look forward to staying in touch. Awesome. Thanks so much. Well, with that, I'd also like to remind folks that uh, you can reach out to uh, Mr. Gore uh, and learn more about him, his services, and his consulting firm uh, by going to gorecareer.com. Uh, and also, before signing off, I'd like to remind everyone, especially our students, you can check out our student organizations and follow our student organizations in Engaged. Those organizations include the Center for Public Trust, our Financial Management Association, our Real Estate Society, NABA, Beta Alpha Psi, and the Green and Gold Student Investment Fund. So, fund. So with that, I'd like to say thanks to the Regents Institute for Financial Education here at the Collat School of Business, as well as the Department of Accounting and Finance. And so long to the fam.